0: Hello, my name is Tom Boone. Welcome to the Simple Flying Podcast, where we'll give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. Now let's get on with the show. Unfortunately, we haven't got regular host Joe with us today. However, we are joined by a very special guest, Rhys, from the UK's biggest frequent flyer website, Head for Points. We're going to use the next half hour or so to discuss British Airways and its premium customer experience. Hey, Reese. Hi, good morning, or good evening, or wherever (laughs) you are, since this is a podcast. Yeah. So, Reese, tell us a little bit about Head for Points and what you do.
1: Uh, So, basically, we help people get the most of their Avios and Virgin Flying Club miles. So, you know, how to get the best value redemptions, earn more points, um, stuff like that. Because if you've ever collected, um, avios or Virgin flying Club or any, any airline, uh, frequent fly program. They're really, really complicated. And there's so many different kind of loopholes and exceptions and, uh, weird kind of chips and tricks that, um, you can use to save money on your flights and, um, improve your experience and, you know, travel in better classes and do all that kind of stuff. So that's what we do. Um, we kind of focus on a very UK specific market, but it's our little niche and we like to be there. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Although, obviously, given what's going on at the moment, um, it's a very difficult time for a lot of our uh, partners. And as I mean, I'm sure you you have the same problem at the moment. There's
0: very, very little in the way of good news. Yeah, and I mean, when we are reporting little things, people seem to say, "Haven't you got more important things?" Yeah, it's <laughs> it's,
1: it's it's difficult, isn't it? And yeah. a lot of our stuff we're writing about at the moment is. Um, you know the kind of the EU 261 compensation you're entitled yeah. to or not um stuff that are like for example at the moment BA seems to be blocking um refunds for Avios uh, tickets which mm. are normally refundable up to 24 hours before the flight minus a 35 pound fee which is you know a really flexible great mm. um great bo- bonus on that ticket um, and at the moment they're making it really difficult to get your money back mm. Um, so we wrote about that um, today, and just kind of advising people what to do. And a lot of people say, "Well, you know, all these airlines are um, struggling, and uh, you, can't, you, you know, you're just kind of making it worse for them." And it's, but on the other hand, of course, a lot of these people who need their refunds because they may be out of a job soon. So it's yeah. a difficult, difficult balance to strike. But mm. hopefully, we get it right.
0: Hopefully, so let's let's talk about something more positive um, yeah um, i wanted to sort of discuss the premium uh, customer experience at british airways today and obviously you and i have both tried the new club suite that was debuted on the a350 um we so have. Let's, let's start there it's Been a while it's so was, long
1: yeah i know what was that july um august august, august. 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 Um, yeah it's it ha- doesn't feel like
0: it's been it's half a year wow yeah So yeah, like um, obviously it's the um, same suite that you'll find on other aircraft because it's a sort of one size fits all approach with the Collins Super Diamond. Um, Well, well, the same suite with differences. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So Um, yeah, so so yeah, tell us a bit about it from your perspective.
1: Um, So as you say, obviously based on the Super Diamond seat, which. I have to say it's probably my favorite kind of off-the-shelf uh seat available. Um but, you know, there's kind of a three or four different kind of off-the-shelf solutions that most airlines go for and then mm. do a bit of customization work too. The Super Diamond, um, I really like, um, mostly because every seat is virtually identical. So unlike um other um Uh, aircraft seats where you have kind of um the throne seat and then you have non-thrown you know um i don't you uh, well you've you have seen these where you've got um each row kind of instead of being angled they um they're always mostly forward facing yeah um and so each row kind of alternates between like two and one and two and one um so those seats i find it's really hard to actually know what you're getting on those Mm -hmm. because there's like you know, there's at least two, maybe three or four different versions, so to speak, of the same seat on the same aircraft. And um, so when you're when you're booking your tickets and you're selecting a seat, you, you can never quite be sure mm. what you will get. The, the um, super diamond, on the other hand, I think is great because you know w- wherever you're sitting, it's all virtually identical. Um, so if you, for example, if you compare it to Virgin's new upper class suite, um, they also have an angled seat, but what you'll find is that the um, the window seat and the aisle seats have a slightly different config config so okay the um the TV screen and the the uh, tray table are kind of uh, in reverse positions yeah so um on the window seat you can have your tray table out and exit the seat quite easily yeah um on the aisle seats um it's a bit more of a struggle because the tray table is actually on the the exit side so it's you kind of have to um yeah it's a bit more of a struggle to get out yep. of those um but yeah so i really like the super i think ba's customizations of the seat are quite good um mm. obviously the door
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the good or the bad <laughs>
1: yeah so i mean i like the door um yeah.
0: no i, I, think I really always... enjoyed it i just i didn't like the sort of cheap carpet effect on the back of the door but other like, than see, that yeah no, I like quite the like suite that. is i um, love it um, yeah that
1: that carpet thing is a bit like a a, a car boot isn't it <laughs> yeah, exactly yes but uh i do like it i think it does make a big difference in terms of the um the kind of acoustic quality yeah. like it's a bit quieter For sure which is nice i'm i'm worried concerned about how that will age and you know
0: wear and mm. if it gets dirty how it gets cleaned, stuff like that i'm um, sure they'll work it out but yeah but the interesting thing is the club suite now has this door whereas um first class doesn't actually have a door so arguably you've got more privacy in the club suite and it's a newer seat altogether so that kind of begs the question why would anyone pay for first class these days well because there's
1: so many other benefits um i mean in a sense you do get more privacy on the club suite but you'd if you've ever been on like the um triple the refurbished triple sevens like that's a massive club cabin it's huge so in you know it's it's kind of yes you get a bit of privacy but if you go to the first cabin on those it's, it's eight um eight seats on the refurbished triple sevens um that's two rows of four you know that's a much more intimate cabin in a way you mm. do get more privacy there um despite having no door and having less kind of personal privacy but it's a more private environment altogether yeah. Plus, of course, um, you get all the benefits on the ground and the food yeah. and the, the drink and stuff. So I think um, it's a short-term problem, I think, because um, Alex Cruz has said or hinted at that that they're going to reveal a new first-class suite on the um, 777Xs. Hmm. So you know, it's
0: it's it's kind of like a delicate balancing act. Because Tim Clark at Emirates said that the whole point of the new premium economy is that it's got to be um, good enough that it brings people up from the normal economy cabin, but not so good that people are willing to forego business class. And I guess that's the kind of delicate balancing act that BA are now finding themselves in.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, absolutely. Um, going forward, that will be an issue. I think, I think it's currently an overhyped issue in that um, if you look at the club suite rollout um, and this is obviously, this was all provided before the virus um, problem, so it's to change, but um, if everything goes to plan, you know, at the end of this year, you'll have 30% um, of a fleet fitted with club suite and Mm. that'll increase to something like how do I actually have a the chart here, that'll increase to 52% by 2021, hmm. 70 to 80, 80% really by 2022. So and it's at that point, really, at 2022 is when the new 777X has come in. Hmm. So, sure <laughs> yeah, So, um, and they should have the new first class. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a problem for a year or two. But even then, you know, given yeah. that most of the fleet still has the old club world, seat, yeah. it's not a massive issue.
0: Hmm. And you mentioned briefly before that one of the uh, benefits that you still get with FIRST is everything on the ground. Um, Obviously, it depends which airport you're in um, vastly as to what you get. Mm. I know um, uh, Heathrow Terminal 5 is the flagship BA terminal, and um, they've got their own FIRST wing. Have you ever had a chance to go through that? I haven't personally yet. No, not yet. Um, But... uh, but it 's
1: supposed to be very good, and um it 's obviously um ideal if you 're flying for first because you yep. just you head straight through and it takes you straight into the um Galleries first lounge, yeah which admittedly is if you 're flying first is not the lounge you want to be in <laughs>
0: yeah. um,
1: Galleries first is mostly just for um executive um club gold card holders mm. um if you 're actually flying first um you can obviously use the concord room.
0: Yeah. And um, I mean, one time I've been lucky enough to get in the concord room from that secret door, um, the secret just door to the yeah. right of <laughs> the main security. Um, and that was I, quite the experience, but um, I usually... I think the secret to... door is now closed. Is it? I oh, believe that's... so. I think, when did you manage to get in? Oh, that was 2016, I think. So <laughs> four years ago. Yeah.
1: So that was before the first wing. I think now that yeah. the first wing exists, I think they've I, th- sealed off the I thought that the first door.
0: wing was open then, but I don't know. Um, that was like a one-off. Um, usually so, if so, I'm even in the lounge, I'm just in the business class lounge.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so, the, so the first wing was kind of done in 2017. Um, you had the... Before that, you still had the first kind of check-in counters, stuff like that, but, you, um, but now they've kind of all integrated it with security and everything. And so I mm. think I'm fairly certain that... Uh, the secret door has been closed, but obviously okay. since the first wing takes
0: you straight into the galleries yeah, first you don't need it you,
1: you don't can need you... it you, go, you you can just walk into the concord
0: room oh, after that. can um frequent flyers guest people through the first wing or is it just them
1: um I think yeah you should be able to so if you're all truck as with it's the same rules for the um so the, sorry let me start again the way it works is that um the first wing has the same entry rules as the galleries first uh lounge okay obviously because obviously you're yeah that's where it you goes end up there yeah so you know depending on your status you should be able to um take people with you on your booking um if you're all on the same booking stuff like that mm. so you know if you're gold, silver
0: whatever and you did previously mention that um the first galleries lounge isn't actually for first class passengers so can you just sort of give us a quick rundown of the different lounges at Heathrow Terminal 5 and who they are actually for
1: Right, so, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> um, it can so be you've brief. Got, yeah, so you've got the Concord Room, which yep. is for people travelling actually in first, who are flying first, um, or people with Concorde Room cards, so that's people who are gold guest list um, or above, so if you've got BA Premier. Um, so that's, that's the most kind of premium offering they have at Heathrow. Then you've got the gold galleries first, which is for everyone who has um, gold status but isn't flying first. Um, so if you're flying, you know, if you're flying club or if you, even if you're flying economy, but, you, but you're BA Gold, you can get into that one. You've also got the, um, the, the business class lounges. So that's the club lounges. Um, there's, there's a couple. There's south and north, obviously, in, um, in the terminal. Mm. Um, and then there's obviously the one in T5B as well, um and they're they're obviously for the people who are um either have status, so that's BA silver or BA gold. Although if you've got gold, why are you going there? Um, <laughs> and then if you're flying in club. Um and that's pretty much it. And then obviously you've also got the other third party lounges, the um premium plus premium lounge
0: um, in T5. Um
1: yeah, so that's I think all of them.
0: Okay. And you mentioned just then the, the Platinum card. What is that? That sounds a bit like a Nando's Black card. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's
1: it's called the BA Premier card. Oh, sorry. Um, the Premier card even. Yeah. Premier card. Um, it's invite only, much like the Nando's Black card or the new Greggs. Did you see the Greggs one?
0: Um, I did. And I also saw, is there not a McDonald's one now? Everyone's getting on that hype. Oh, yeah, I know. It's really good for marketing, isn't it? But mm. so the, the,
1: the Premier one, isn't a marketing tool really? Mm. Um, because obviously nobody really knows about it. Um, most people have don't, aren't even aware it exists, and that's because it's invite only. Um, there's only about four hundred to five hundred people who actually have that card, and it's mainly mm. um, people with um, who book, uh, say, major corporate travel bookers. So if you're if you if you're looking if you work for a big company and you're in charge of like two million. Three million, four million, five million pound budget for Mm. um, that company's corporate travel. You're likely to get a uh, BA Premier card. Okay. Um, uh, And in the past, some celebrities have have got it. You know, actors and people Mm. like Gordon Ramsay and stuff like that. Okay. Um, If if you're that high profile, you kind of. um, (laughs) I wish, I wish. Although, if you know, if you look at it, the um, the benefits of Premier are not. Not massively greater than what you would get on Gold Guest List. Mm. Um, so in a way, it's it's kind of more status than anything else.
0: Mm. And obviously, um, it's not much more than Gold Guest List, but to get to Gold Guest List for your everyday person, that still takes um, an awful lot of travel. Um, oh yeah absolutely I, how um, easy is it for sort of your everyday traveller to reach these uh, premium cabins and these perks that are fl- uh, f- thrown around so the lowest
1: um, the lowest status is obviously well when you when you sign up you get uh, blue mm. which is like the everyone can be blue um, and then the first one you have to earn is uh, bronze and that's what you get at 300 tier points plus you have to take a couple of flights um, on BA but um, so 300 tier points that's fairly easy to achieve Mm. um so silver status on the other hand um is really the sweet spot where we want to be at um because you do get the lounge access um and again that's uh really very easily achievable um all it takes really is just over one um long haul flight um and the way you do this um is actually by um doing a stopover because ba has this thing where um flights um, over 2,000 miles and 140 tier points per sector. Mm. Um, and this works really well with um, Qatar Airways because um, London to Doha is just over 2,000 miles and Doha to a lot of places in Asia is over 2,000 miles again. So what you can do is, if you're flying to, say, Singapore, um, is you fly via uh, Doha and that means you earn 560 tier points um, just in one return trip. Mm. Um, obviously, 140 to Doha, go to Singapore is another 140 and then do it all again on the way back. Um, and that's a much better way of earning those tier points than if you're flying uh, direct from London to Singapore um, because you'd only earn uh, 280 mm. um, if you flew direct. Um, so that's, so there's, there's kind of trips, tricks like that, um, and that applies, um, say, to the US as well. You can sometimes um, game the system a bit. If you want to go to Hawaii, for example, yeah. Um, if connecting in the US, if you kind of make sure you get those 2,000 miles in each way, um, you can kind of really maximize your trip. Obviously, you have to want to take a and make a stopover, yeah, um, which sure. might not be everyone's cup of tea. But I think, you know, given that you're enjoying those benefits, mm. um, why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> and and so if you, if you're doing that, you can really um, you can get you can get silver um, really quite cheaply, and you can often get those. Uh, Business class fares return for a hundred and well, sorry, one thousand three hundred to one thousand five hundred ish. If you're looking at the sales, Mm. Um, so it's it's really very very doable.
0: So if you were to fly, say, first class to Australia, you'd fly to Singapore. um, Is it, I believe, to change and um, to refuel even, and then it continues on um, to Australia. Does that count as two segments? And if so, surely that would give you like mega status straight away.
1: So um it's Australia is more complicated because um well because uh BA kind of counts it separately. It's a separate um, mm. separate line of a chart. It's not really done as a kind of stopover. So what you get is uh, if you're flying to Sydney you get 360 tier points um one way. So that's 720 um tier points on a return trip. So obviously, that gets you that gets you silver status in one go. Hmm. Um, uh, but it doesn't gold's the next one up is fifteen hundred tier points. So you've, you've got to you have to do two of those trips really oh, to, wow. to get gold. Um, yeah, and so on that note, um, actually, kind of silver is really the sweet spot of the status. You get the lounge access, you get um, priority check in, hmm. uh, fast track security heathrow, stuff like that. Um, Gold is obviously better, yep. but it's also a lot harder to reach. Mm. Um, so for most people, silver is kind of like, if you're silver, you're kind of doing well and that's
0: you don't really need more than that. Silver's the one you need and gold is just sort of nice to have.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, gold Gold is great. Obviously, you yeah. get better lounges, um, you get even better uh, priority, stuff mm. like that. But for most people, um, silver is kind of the is in is good enough and actually you don't need to go you know unless you're flying a lot you're not really going to be um the amount of money you spend to get to gold is going to be more than the benefits you probably um Mm. receive from that so that's why silver's the kind of the sweet spot there okay Um, because it's very it's fairly um cheap to achieve um without um being a massive faff and you get most of the benefits you want Mm.
0: So I think that's sort of like a, a good place to wrap the chat up. Um, is there anything else that sort of comes to your mind that you want to discuss quickly?
1: Uh, not really. I think um, a lot of people are concerned about their um, their points and what's mm. going to happen to their, you know, all these Avios they've collected or their, free, uh, their uh, frequent flyer miles. Um, I, I think I'm fairly optimistic. I think BA and IAG are going to weather this one out. Yeah. Um, I think Virgin will be fine as well. Um, they're in a slightly more precarious position. But I think, you know, for most of these programs, I think, um, for one, most governments are going to going to provide assistance to yeah. um, airlines just because they're really important um, infrastructure um, uh, tools and also just because that's how you get the economy going again once yeah. this all um, passes. Um, so I would, you know... We've written about this um, in the last week. People are, people are quite concerned, might be moving their, um, their miles of Avios to different programs, to hotel mm-hmm. programs, uh, kind of de-risking what they, um, what they have. But I think for most people, actually, um, it's fairly secure what you're doing, um, especially because if you're moving, if you're turning your Avios into um, – hotel points or um your virgin flying club miles into hotel points mm. um, you're not getting great value there yeah um, uh, so in general i think let's sit tight um and uh i think we'll be good
0: okay. hopefully uh,
1: yeah i mean yeah. you know anything's possible but um airlines are so, so important for for um for countries that i don't think most governments are going to let them
0: yeah uh disappear Okay. So um just one final quick question. If people want to find and follow you, where can they do that? So if you want to find us, um
1: headforpoints.com um and that's for spelt FOR, not the number four. Um we've had that before. Um yeah, so headforpoints.com um is the best place to come. Uh, we we post three articles a day um in the mornings. Um and that that's kind of it. We don't post um outside of that schedule really. Um mm. so you know um, you kind of you can get all the all the day's news relevant to um, a UK audience if you're collecting Avios or Virgin points you can get that there Mm. Um, and that's what we do so you can follow us on there's Twitter and Instagram and other stuff as well but headforpoints.com is where we are where where most of our um, content is so Mm. I hope you enjoy it and I I hope I hope people get a lot of uh, info from that and hopefully we can maximize your avios uh, spending and earning and all that Mm. kind of stuff.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rhys. I think that's it for today's podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, We hope you enjoyed it and we welcome any feedback at podcast at simpleflying.com. For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. Bye.